Hello, everyone, and welcome to Myth, Heresy, and Hearsay. This is Episode 7. I had intended to leave our UK adventure in the rearview mirror and get back to some juicy heresy. But I felt I needed to give some credit where due for this short episode today. And we may have one more good story left to tell. Without sounding too much like a commercial, and just so you know, I do not have sponsors as yet, I have to mention Twin Peaks Travel which made everything possible for this trip. We really did hit a home run uh, with Beth Sharbanda, who was the owner of Twin Peaks Travel. She handled everything from flights to tours to lodging, and we did, after all, stay in no less than eight different places over the course of this. A lot of moving pieces to put together, and this was all done efficiently, and Beth... Sure found the best prices and ways to save us money. That did sound a lot like a commercial. Should I mention we enjoyed our conversations with Beth? So yeah, we think of her as a friend now. Since this will be a short episode, I will mention a couple more that, that made this trip great as we go. But like I said, we do have one more story in us. After we left the Cross Basket Castle, you'll remember from episode 6, we stayed in Glasgow, or Glasgow, at the Leonardo Hotel, a very decent four-star. We then checked off a box by taking a tour to the Highlands. After all, what trip to Scotland is complete without at least experiencing the Highlands? What the Highlander and the Outlander and so many other works of art that made the Highlands intriguing. We went through the Highlands to Oban in the northwest. Oban is a fishing community with plenty of life. Taverns, fish and chips, you get the idea. On the way back, our tour guide, John, who kept us entertained with stories new and old, began to tell us a story, but first asked, Are there any Campbells here on the bus? One lady of about 40 years old raises her hand and says, Yes, and I'm sorry, apparently knowing what story was about to be told. Well, this caught my attention. The lady had an American accent, and... What was the apology for? Something that happened a continent away and probably at least a couple hundred years ago. Do tell, I'm thinking. It seems that in the winter of 1692, the Campbells, under orders, and by that I mean threats to their own well-being, if they didn't, they ambushed the Clan MacDonald, The story goes, at the appointed time, the Campbells came calling to their friends, the McDonald's, trudging through the snow to get there, and of course the McDonald's gave them the hospitality that they always had. As the band The Real Mackenzies put it in their song, The Massacre at Glencoe, they came in a blizzard, we offered them heat, 
a roof o'er their heads, dry shoes for their feet. We wined them and dined them. They ate of our meat, and they slept at the house of MacDonald. On cue, the Campbells got up in the middle of the night and killed all the MacDonalds, I'm told, women and children alike. This was shocking for more than just the obvious reasons in Scotland and elsewhere. It was after the era of the Reavers, and clan warfare had become very rare. And technically, was this even clan warfare? These two clans had always been so close. There are a lot of great books on this subject, if you're interested in exploring this further, that we don't have space for here. The political undertones have to do with the Jacobite rebellions and the why and the how of the Campbells being compelled to commit the deed. So while no one on the bus was looking at this lady like she was a spawn from a bad seed, suffice to say, the Campbells will always be remembered for the massacre at Glencoe. So to wrap all of this up, after the tour of the Highlands, we went back to Glasgow and settled in. Glasgow has some nice restaurants and pubs and a lot of nightclub action. Had my first taste of haggis. Not bad as long as you are not thinking of where it came from. From there we flew to London and checked into the seventh place we stayed. That night we went to the Piccadilly Circus for a great steak dinner and Kylie met up with a classmate she knew from school who happened to be in town with her folks. Piccadilly Circus is the place to be for fun in London. Lots of great restaurants and tourist shopping. Trinkets are us, I like to say. And just anything you can think of. It is the fun place to be in London. The next day, we did a Harry Potter tour. Didn't know my granddaughter was such a Harry Potter nerd. She was all set to be disappointed if our tour guide didn't know his stuff. No worries here, mate. Robert, at the Visit London Taxi Tours, was a kindred spirit with Kylie on that issue and actually succeeded in giving our nerd some really interesting facts that she had not previously known. Checked off another box by going to the British Museum the next day, after which we tried to find the tour sightseeing bus These are really cool because you can get off at any stop of the tour, have lunch, hit a tavern or whatever, hop right back on and pick up the tour where you left off. That was the plan. We got a little turned around looking for a place to catch the tour. At each bus stop, I tried to ask a bus driver which bus and how far were the sightseeing buses. I jumped on one of the buses to talk to the driver, and as soon as I did, the door closed on me and the bus took off. In effect, I was bus-napped. Film at 11. Actually, there are no videos that I am aware of giving me a level of deniability. I got off at the next stop, happy that the next stop wasn't in Liverpool, hoofed it back, and yes, We did find our tour buses. The UK is always fun. Always great to get back home, too.
Well, that's all for this time. Next time, we really will be diving into a healthy dose of heresy. So stay with me, and thanks for listening. <laughs>